guys, welcome to Momming with Melanin, the Black Mom's Perspective. I'm your host, Angie, and I'm here with my sister, Tijuana, and today we are discussing self-care. So, hi guys, so glad to be back with you again. Yes, so I'm excited. Um, This is like a little bit of self-care, just having my sister around, we can get to relax and talk and things like that. Um, So, the World Health Organization describes and defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare practitioner. That's a little different than what, you know, I think our culture has made self-care out to be, you know? Um, I feel like the self-care term has turned into kind of like a treat yourself mentality where you're in a store and you see some shoes that you shouldn't be buying. It's not in the budget or what have you. And it's like, oh, this is self-care. No, that's ignorance. So, you know, that consumer mentality is taking over. And it's, it's also marketing. I think marketing, you know, you have your salespeople that are like, oh, treat yourself. That's not self-care. Um, you still have to use wisdom. So my first question to you, Tijuana, is do you make enough time for self-care? Oh, that's a great question. And I'll be very transparent in saying that no, I don't make time for self-care. Um, I should do better. And I've told myself over and over again throughout the years that I will do better. Um, I was impressed by the example of what, uh, what a definition rather of what they said self-care was. I mean, when I think of self-care, you know, the shopping part of it, for me, uh, you know, I could do online shopping. But self-care, you know, it's like, it's selfish almost, you know, and I know that they include a community, but when you think about it, if you're not okay with yourself, how good would you be for your community? Or, you know, so I think self-care has to be focused on you, right? And so... I've often thought that self-care was surrounded by, you know, those little things that you do for yourself in terms of maybe, you know, you treat yourself to spa or sometimes you do, you know, manicures or maybe you can, you know, uh, it's, it's usually something, uh, when I think of it, it's, it's thought of as something you do, you know, uh, on, on yourself or something, you know, doing your hair or those type of things. But I, I think it's, it's so much bigger than that because it's a mental thing. So what do you do? Self-care is taking care of the mental part of it. It's actually resting. So you ask the question, you know, how am I with self-care? I'm, I'm probably terrible because I think about it. Going to bed at a decent time because you know that you wake up at a certain time in the morning. That's a part of self-care because you need to have a certain amount of hours of sleep. Even when we look at it health-wise, we should drink a certain amount of water. Mm-hmm. You know, are you doing that? Do I skip the, you know, the water and go to the juice? So I would say to answer that question, I really need to assess myself <laughs> and my whole process and of what I believe is self-care and then implement it. So no, I don't provide self-care. Okay. So, you know, thank you for being transparent because this is what we're going to get into. So often, you know, being a mom, not just a mom, but being a, a employee, being a woman, 
you know, we skip certain things and we disregard certain things. And we know that self-care is important. Um, And, you know, from what you were saying, it's, you know, like a maintenance thing. But I think there's a little bit more to self-care than, you know, like a physical maintenance. You have mental health, you know, things like that. Um, So we're definitely going to get into a few tips for self-care. Um, and I'm excited and hopefully I can apply some of those things to myself as well. Um, my other question for you is what is ideal self-care for you? Um, and I ask that because for me right now, um, ideal self-care would be just alone time. Um, and it's not, you know, I, I have a baby, I have a husband, I have all these things going on. But when I say alone time, I mean alone from the world, like shut out. I need to be just me and God and quiet, like in a beach, (laughs) you know, and this, this year was difficult with the pandemic because I didn't get that vacation. You know, I got my baby moon. That was the last vacation I had. Um, so (laughs) that, that's kind of tough on me because I'm used to vacationing and getting out of this country every year. Um, so self-care for me right now would be just a quiet place, some serenity, and just to be able to refocus, that's priority. Um, if you would have asked me maybe six months ago what self-care for me would have been, I would have said my nails, my toes, my eyebrows, and the wax my mustache, girl. But, but, but right now, what I need at the moment would be just alone time. And I feel like we don't search for that serenity, that peace, that quiet alone time enough. And it doesn't have to be a day. It doesn't have to be six hours, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just to refocus and recenter that like mindfulness, that mind body experience where you can just kind of center yourself and have your little spiritual experience with God. It's, it's necessary and it really shifts whatever's going on with you. So that's ideal for me. What is your ideal like self-care act? Ideal for me, that's a great question. Uh, I cannot answer that. What's ideal for me for self-care? Momentarily, because again, like you said, we are in COVID. What I'll share is my experience today. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to say in less is more. And we look for these big, broad ways to be able to have self-care. And to be quite honest, I'm not really that interested. Anybody doing my toes and my nails right now with COVID still you know, a, a, a thing that's happening. We're still in the pandemic. But today I was able, while taking a couple of days uh, vacation, I was able to take a nice walk around the lake today. I was able to just sit out and enjoy nature, just taking some deep breath, you know, um, being in a different state, just, you know, it was nothing that I was necessarily meditating on. There was, it was just the you know, to hear the birds chirping, just to enjoy just the, the wind, the nice brisk wind and to feel the sunshine and the things we can take for granted, especially now with COVID, because being in a city, you know, I'm not really outdoors a lot unless it's in a hustle to bustle work or shopping and that type of thing. So, um, you know, for me, ideal, I would say just find those spaces and those places where it's not overcrowded, enjoying the air, enjoying the weather, while we still have some of these nice days before we really get into the winter, you know, the brisk winter months. And so, um, also I would say for me, I'm a person of prayer. So that is really ideal for me. 
you know, if I'm not away and I'm not in a place where I can get out to the lake or get out to enjoy the sun or just go for a walk, prayer for me. It, it takes me out of my day-to-day. It takes me out of the element and the realm of what's happening around me, and it kind of isolates me, and it puts me, you know, in a, in a place that I love to be in. It's tranquil. You know, it's a healthy place. It's a place where, you know, you zone out all the things of the day and, you know, all the background noise. So for me, prayer. And then I would say the other thing is reading. You know, um, generally reading has to take place when my children are, you know, probably already, you know, at bed or at rest or so have you. I do have children, so you have to be ideal with your situation. I have children, so they're making noise. They're home remote. But when, you know, the evening hours come in and, you know, the house is quiet. You know, sitting up with a nice book, it is a, a great thing for me. That for me is huge, and it, it brings a lot of relaxation. Um, so those those are some of the things that I would say are ideal for me at the at the moment. Yes, I love a good book. Um, as I told you, like because we, you know, we just moved not too long ago, so we're slowly decorating the way we want to. And my goal is to create a reading space specifically for me. <laughs> you know, but just like a little chair, my little egg-shaped chair, and I want like books and a few plants, and just I, I want it to be like a serene corner, just for me, mommy space. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, self-care is just it's so important, um, and it's overlooked. So it really is. I do want to kind of add on for a moment. I'm thinking everyone is different, but also for me, which is a big, big deal for self-care. Because I'm often handling a lot of things via telephone, cellular phone, you know, self-care for me sometimes is just really not being on the phone. Yes. You know, moving away, even from the social media. I'm not a big, big social media person, but, you know, even those breaks and those time from that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is my self-care moment. If you know, I'm not answering the phone right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to take this moment to take this walk. Or, you know, I find that even now, sometimes when I walk, I don't even take my phone with me mm. because it takes, you know, away from that time the to just kind of right, have that peace. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to add those in, you know, depending on people. Some people find relaxing to, uh, you know, be on their cellular phones or, you know, to, you know, be on social media. But for me, TV is not so clear for me. Yeah. Cell phone or telephone it, no. and, and also social media. Yeah. Those are things when I'm looking for self-care, those are like ruled out. I agree with you. Like you said, everyone is different. For me, TV is not a form of self-care unless it is a Christmas movie. Oh I have hot chocolate <laughs> um, and I have my feet up in a cozy blanket and my warm fuzzy socks. If that is going on, and guess what? My husband knows this can be March. <laughs> this can be February. <laughs> this can be June. <laughs> I love Christmas. Oh I love Christmas movies. I've already started watching Christmas movies since a month ago. Um, so that Christmas movies, that's my form of self-care. That's Christmas is my favorite holiday. Um, Thanksgiving doesn't occur. It's October and then it's Christmas. So that's a whole vibe. I mean, that, that happens for me. I, I'm huge on Christmas. Um, but we get so distracted, even if you're not big on social media, um, if you're not big on your phone, uh, I think the alerts alone 
can be overwhelming. Um, the social media alerts, your phone is vibrating from this, your phone is vibrating from that. Now my phone, oh, the security system, uh, you know, it's just every, it's always something on the phones also. So a break from everything is so necessary. And you know, I always like with Tijuana, I'm always on her like, oh, here you go. You're always on your phone. You're always on your phone. And she's just one of those people that is literally there for everyone. Like an octopus. I don't know how she does it. Um, so, you know, just putting your phone down and setting some time aside makes all the difference. Whether you're a social media person or not, whether you're a phone person or not, I think when you forget your phone, when you leave your phone, yes. you, you remember how much peace happens. So true. You know, I'm like the... In the 90s, in the 80s, when we didn't have all these social media apps and everything going on, people were able to just focus on one or two things. And not just that, I've noticed in the past 10 years, conversing with people has changed. Absolutely. You can't have a simple conversation because people are on their phone. Like people, I'm listening, but you're on your phone, you know, and, and that's crazy to me. And there's certain things, you know, I, we don't have a TV in our bedroom, my husband and I, my daughter doesn't have a TV in her bedroom. We're not doing that because you have to be able to focus on relationships. This is where you, you know, you converse with people and they're socially awkward and they're weird and they can't focus and and there's so many distractions, you know, so that self care, even to evaluate what you really need, you need to rid all your distractions first. And then you need to take that, you know, survey of yourself and see what's necessary. Um, So let's get into this. I got some information on self-care, guys. I'm excited about it. I'm excited as well. (laughs) So we're going to take some notes and hopefully we learn something, right? So. Oh, self-care is taking a nap. I like naps. I knew you would say that. I was waiting for you to say that because I was like. Her, it's my favorite. This is, <laughs> every year, I'm like, Tijuana, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, I want to sleep. And that, she thinks that's a gift. That is not a gift. That's but, a gift. but this is what she desires. So I'm like, okay, you got it, sis. We're going we're gonna to set you up so you can rest. Um, so five self-care practices that will change your life. First one is wake up earlier. And you mentioned that, Tijuana. Yes. When you wake up earlier, you're waking up for the, for the day rather than being forced to wake up. Right. And then you take a few minutes, read, meditate, stretch, and it really helps you focus on the beginning of your day. Yes. So that is a good idea. But it's also going to sleep at a good time, because if you're going to sleep at midnight, waking up at four, you can't really function. You know, then you're drinking coffee or what have you to kind of focus. So the next one is make an effort to look good. This is a big one. (laughs) By taking time, yes, by taking time to get ready for your day and putting in a little effort into your appearance, you're telling yourself you're important and your day is important. Wow. That's That's really good. good. That's really good. Um, And you taught me that. Like, it's, you know, (laughs) sometimes it doesn't even matter what you have on. When your hair is done, your nails look good, your face looks good, you're okay, you know? So (laughs) making that effort to look good, making time for self. And that is, you need to make yourself a priority each and every day, even if you just have 10 minutes. We said that, right? You need to do something that's not on, that is not on your to-do list and just take a few minutes for you. Mm. Um, the, the fourth one is get moving. Whether you go outside, take your kids out, 
take the stroller out, head to the gym, what have you. It's beneficial for your physical health to go out, um, but also the mental health and the emotional health, especially during COVID, to be able to get out and get that, you know, breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And the last one is to keep looking forward. I like this one. There's so much power in looking forward, identifying your dreams and goals and finding a way to achieve them. This growth mindset type of thinking is good for your soul. It's good. Um, And not just good for your soul. Um, I think when you're looking forward, it kind of gives you that that energy that to continue to pursue and to apply Um, because, you know, we can get weary. But when you're like, hey, I have this plan, I have this goal, I'm focusing on it, I'm working towards it, you know, shift that focus. It it really helps. Um, So that is five self-care practices. Uh, which one do you think you actually do now? Out of the five? None. Uh, well, no. the, the, the thing is, doing them um, uh, totally? No, well, well, something that you do close to it. What do you think? I get up early. Involuntarily. The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that is, is that I go to bed really late. Yeah. So it doesn't match. But then I think also make an effort to look good. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I do make an effort to, you know, I do my best. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the glam- most glamorous person, but there were just certain things that I uh, try to maintain. And especially one of the things, um, I have people that laugh at me because they're like, it doesn't matter what's going on. My, my, my manicure and pedicure is always done. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's the way it is. You know, like, everything could be, like, the world could be hurting down. It could be anything going on, but those are just two things that I look forward to doing. Yes. Um, it's not a big, a huge, huge deal, but it's just, I think, you know, finding those things that just mean something to you. That's absolutely. still a part of self-care. It may not be your self-care. But, but it that, is self-care, yeah. absolutely. So I would definitely say, you know... Um, the, the you know looking my best and trying to keep things you know together mm-hmm. I probably follow that one out I think for me it's definitely not waking up earlier I, I can't do that um, I kind of work on the baby schedule so when she's you know it, it kind of varies um, but make an effort to look good yes here in the end <laughs> but I, I do okay um, and the making time for yourself. Uh, because I'm home with the baby, my sister laughs at me. And I tell everyone, I'm like, listen, when you work on a job, even a part-time employee gets a break, right? You get a 15-minute break, you get your 30, you get another 15, or you can take your hour break or what have you. So guess what? I take a break every single day. I am not working all these hours and not getting a break. So my sister will call me and I'm like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm on my 30 minute break, girl. (laughs) She thinks it's hilarious, but that is my 30 minute self-care break. So make sure you take a break. Literally, like the Kit Kat commercial, give me a break, give me a break. (laughs) Take a break. Um, Just a minute to reset shifts everything. Um, I remember I used to get so overwhelmed with work that I would close my office door and pray, play a song, and just reshift, you know, whatever I'm feeling, how, however overwhelmed I am, even if, like, I'm dealing with a patient that's passed or something like that. Like, I would close my office door and just kind of get my thoughts together and, you know, I'm able to function again. Um, so... Although I laugh, though, I think that's great, though. It's, it's humorous because, you know, 
typically think of a break when you're actually, you know, at home and you're with baby and doing all those things. But I think it's admirable. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, you you don't do anything, work anywhere, whatever you're doing, where you don't take those breaks. So I love that you take time for the self-care and say, you know what, this is my break. Yes. And guess what? If everything has to come to a halt for that break, it does. Guess what? I'll put that meat in the oven or whatever, put it on low. Um, I'm going to take a walk. I, you know, I'm folding clothes. I'm going to stop in the middle of folding clothes. I'll come back to it. We'll take a walk, get the baby to nap, and I'll come back to that. Like, you know, it, it, it has to happen. And I've learned that from you because I would have to mentally, I used to be, I have to complete everything before I can do something else. I have to complete this, then do that, complete that, you know, but now I'm learning in the middle of, okay, I did some stuff. I washed the clothes. I dried the clothes. I'm going to put them in this laundry basket, take a walk, and then I'll come back and fold them and put them away, you know, just to be able to have that energy. You get a lot of energy from taking a break. I would agree. <laughs> you I know, agree. even if it's, it's a power a discipline, though. Yeah. Because I know for myself, I can be so driven and look to completing the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not always the best approach because you can burn yourself out and tire yourself really quickly. You know, you can still get the same amount achieved or accomplished within a day with breaks. Yes. You know, as opposed to just going straight forward. Because my mentality a lot of times is, okay, if I complete this, I want to finish this so I can go to the next thing. And it's kind of, it speeds up everything. Everything is kind of so programmed where you, you know, like you said, you take those breaks, you become re-energized, you know, you mentally prepare yourself. Okay, so now I'm going to go and complete this. And so, you know, you you put those uh, boundaries there, you know, like this is what I'm going to complete. You set goals. Yes. You know, that's like setting those short term things. Okay, I'm going to complete this. I'm going to do that. And then I'll get back to that. Sometimes I find myself really racy and I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it is better to pace yourself. You'll you'll get it completed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, what is it? The the story, the um, The tortoise in the hair. hair. Yeah. (laughs) You know. It'll be yeah, completed. slow and steady wins the race. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like, you know, we, we, if we don't take a break, it's like any, do you realize any appliance you use? It could be a blow dryer. It could be a curling iron, your lawnmower. If you continuously run it, it's either going to overheat and shut down or you're going to blow something out. And the same thing applies to our physical bodies. You know, you need self-care. You need a break. If you continue to run, 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 and you're on E, you're going to shut down. Great analogy. You know, so so the breaks are definitely necessary. Um, so this is humorous to me because it's not necessarily realistic. I know it's not realistic for us. Um, if you're a mom, if you are a dad, if you have a family or other priorities, this may not be ideal, but we can learn from this. So this is someone's self-care routine written out. And their morning starts with gratitude, visualization, coffee, journal, makeup and hair, and being well-dressed. Daily, they do one task at a time, no multitasking. Not realistic for us, but they don't do any multitasking. They're mindful of what they're doing, what they're trying to do, and they enjoy every moment. Uh, They eat something healthy with each meal, drink lots of water, work out, or stretch. Nightly, they shower, they do skincare, comfortable pajamas, get to bed early, 
no screen time once in bed. Gratitude for three things and visualize something that you want. And then they have mood lifters where in throughout the day, if you feel down, they do stretching, they meditate, breathe in and out, uh, listen to relaxing music, their favorite music, work out, or remember something they're grateful for. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Everything seems ideal except the doing one thing at a time. Not it really. must be retired. <laughs> <laughs> either retired or 16 right yes because this is like wow <laughs> because the whole you know not multitasking i i can't see it but maybe it's it it, it works for others um that's goals. yeah that's is. goals I, I want that I, I think i'm gonna have to have like at least six zeros in my and the number in front of the six zeros yeah, that's right. like like 15 and then those six zeros a millionaire absolutely to be able to do one thing at a time because guess what if i can have help to do all of those things and i can focus on one thing at a time they yeah that's you have to be that's what i'm thinking they can delegate the task yeah uh you know you may have to have a cleaning lady and of course you know a chef a a chef and you have someone who does your shopping (laughs) and this is where you have these celebrities that are like they have these babies and then they're snatched and you're like how do they do that because they pop the baby out they have the nutritionist they have the personal trainer they have the house cleaner they have the Mm -hmm. nanny and it's like oh they focus on me exactly so (laughs) so you know this routine um what i really love out of the routine is every kind of section included gratitude that's attainable yes and i feel like in self-care we you know like i said we're looking to take care of ourselves our well-being um and everything we've discussed has been mostly physical um but mental well-being is important too especially if you're someone that suffers from anxiety depression uh stress or any type of thing like that uh you have to find what works for you mentally in, in that self-care mode, you know, that mindfulness, that quiet time, whether it's the meditation, you know, just you have to find what works for you um, to bring that peace and that balance. Um, honestly, I feel like if we had more opportunity for the peace, the serenity, um, there would be less people, of course, with anxiety and stress and being overwhelmed, um, which <laughs> in okay. turn would create healthier people physically too because we know that anxiety and stress and heart condition and blood pressure and so many other things correlate so extremely important um and self-care wow that's i'm i'm learning about here i came on to speak but i'm learning you know i'm listening that you know the self-care you know although we joke and we say things and we want to do better it is really critical Mm-hmm. You know, for our well-being, for our health, even for those we're in relationship with. Honey. You know, if you don't receive the um, <coughs> self-care, you know, I know, like I said, I have I have two children. Uh, and so a lot of my time and everything is taking care of them and making sure that things are done with them. But, you know, you can kind of become frustrated when you focus on doing so much externally. And there's nothing happening internally. And you mm. think, you know, I'm good and I'm okay because I'm a person that I am um, 
very given. I am, you know, always the ear. I'm mm-hmm. always the hand. I'm all of those things. And so, you know, you, I, I think it, we have an imbalance. Yes. And balance is everything. And there's nothing wrong with... I, I, I in most cases, I'm more fulfilled when I'm doing for others. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm just like not to the place and I'm still uh, looking to... Well, I'm trying to figure out how do you balance that? Yes. Because really and truly, like, I'm really genuinely happy when I'm doing for others. But, but how do I take some of that and channel it back towards myself in terms of, um, you know, self-care for myself? Yeah. Because you can't give, you know, what, what you, you don't, don't have. have. Yes. So it's like, you know, you, you're doing all these fantastic, wonderful things and you're helping and you're caring and you're doing all this. And meanwhile, you know, you're on E, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, cause think about it. If you know, you figure you're driving people around and you're in this vehicle and it's like, Oh, you know, I'll take everybody around. I'm helping everybody. But when the vehicle is on E, like you're not taking anybody anywhere. So and what and then the question is not only, not only are you not taking people anywhere when your vehicle's on E, who's filling your tank up for you? That's a good question. That is a good question because I'm learning like the importance of friendships and things like that. But I, you know, we're because I have my sister, I cut people off easy. I'm sorry. No explanation necessary. I, I'm just too grown. I'm not explaining to an adult what they should or should not have done, what should be changed or what have you. So I cut people off really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not big on friends. Like if you're my friend, trust me, be grateful. <laughs> I'm not big on friends. But, but I cut people off easily and I, I feel that way because my fear is being in those type of relationships where you're constantly pouring. I'm always the listening ear. I'm always giving the advice. But my thing is, I'm not going to, if we have a friendship, I'm not going to ask you, hey, you know, are you available to talk? Because I need advice now. I'm not right. going to ask you that. If we're friends, I'm going to wait and see if you offer it. You know, and my thing is, if you don't offer that and you're so self-consumed, then we're not friends. I'm not going to entertain you. Um, So it is important (laughs) to make sure that you establish relationship with people that you pour into and they pour into you. Mm -hmm. I think it should literally be like taking two cups with the same amount of water and just switching it from side to side. You guys should be on an even playing field and able to share, you know, and pour into each other equally. And not just friendship, your spouse. Uh-huh. And I think one important thing is transparency, even with self-care. I, you know, I have no problem telling my husband, like, okay, you came home from work, take your shower, have your dinner, take a little break. And, and my husband is good. He'll come home and he's like, okay, what do you need? And it's like, hey, put this shelf up because, we, you know, we just right, moved. Right. Put the shelf up, do this, do that, or take the baby and let me get a break. You know, so it that transparency has to happen. Um, and if you cannot tell your spouse what you need, you have to reevaluate your entire relationship because communication is completely faulted. You have like, if you cannot be open and honest and vulnerable with your spouse about your needs, I don't know what to tell you. Start over. Well, communication is everything in any healthy relationship. So you gotta, you know, be able to have that, uh, that's vital. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, that's just key. Um, but I want to go off of that for a second because I was thinking, uh, you know, in terms of still on self-care, but thinking in terms of our mind. So in order to communicate, in order to do all the things that we have said, 
I just believe that the mind is the place where all of those things begin. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Because even if you think, okay, what are the things that, you know, being able to communicate to my spouse, being able to communicate to my friends or my children, or um, what are the things that I find uh, uh, that makes me happy, Mm -hmm. or what are the things that, you know, um, are realistic for my self-care? So I think about the mind, right? So you know I'm a Bible person, I'm a believer. And so I think of the scripture in Proverbs where it says, as a man thinketh, so So is he. he. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's so key and so vital for self-care, even beyond self-care, but even for self-care because it's like you start, the mind is a battleground. So you start in the mind and it's like, you know, do I think that... Uh, say if you're you're looking to enhance the way you look or you know change your hair and that type of thing so it's like the affirmations is the things in your mind is like you know what this hairstyle looks beautiful on me I you know what I'm saying you know I think this really suits me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so this is beginning to, it, it, you know it's it's on a probably a, a, a surface you know yeah, sure. <laughs> but you're gonna get what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like you know Oh, this looks really good on me. Maybe I'll do this again, that type of thing. So you, your mind is thinking that this is something that I like. This is something that looks good on me. This is something that I'm going to keep for myself. Kid, I'm going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, training your mind as you, as a man think of so easy. So if you think this is beautiful, if you think that, you know, this looks good on me, if you think, you know, that as I take this walk every day, I look forward to it, it really clears my mind. Yes. You know, you're doing it as well as your mind saying, as I think it, it is really happening. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just big on, I love that scripture, as a man think it's so easy. So if you take on the negative part of it, you know what I'm saying? I'm never going to get this self-care right. It's never going to work right for me. No. Ideal for me, self-care, is going to bed at a decent hour, waking up early, being able to have prayer, having that time, doing, you know, those things or whatever. So just just a little uh, tidbit of what I was thinking of. As a man thinking, so is he. Yes, as a man thinking, so is he. But guess what? We're also going to be honest with ourselves. So don't let what my sister said get to your head. If y'all look busted, don't, <laughs> don't think you look like Beyonce when you look like busted biscuits, okay? You got to think well of yourself. Listen, I don't know, girl. I may not look like Beyonce, but I'm the best looking tier one of you ever seen. Listen, listen, I ain't Beyonce, but I'll tell you what. I'm the best looking wife he ever had. <laughs> And the only way <laughs> you gotta think great of yourself. No, very true, very true. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of times it's just confidence. Yeah, confidence mm-hmm. is key, and not just physical in the physical. The yeah, the confidence, even that. Yeah, you know, some people like tackle things and they're like, "Listen, I could do this. I did it this weekend." Yes, I'm like, I'm gonna put up this rack. I put up a whole shoe rack myself <laughs> and told my husband, "I don't need no man for nothing." The next day, I had to call a plumber because we had a pipe issue and I couldn't fix it. But Listen, it's but, true in some cases, but not all. Listen, but work yeah. with what you got. Yes. So, it is true. I love that scripture, too. As a man thinketh, so is he. And another one I love is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind uh-huh, um, in Romans. Because the thing is, that allows you the liberation to grow mentally mm-hmm. um and to not conform to the world you know so my thing is even with people doing body modification and just all kinds of things going on make sure whatever you do it's because you want to don't conform to the world 
Don't I, I, I've never been. If everybody is doing A, trust me, Angie is running to C. I've just never been that way. I don't want the trend. I don't want to be like anyone else. And, you know, my husband, I'll tell him, I'm like, oh, look, now this person's doing that. And I've been doing it this long. Now they're doing this. Now they're copying me. And my sister and my husband are always like, oh, God, just be flattered. I'm like, no, I'm annoyed. But (laughs) because I've always been wanting to be different. Um, So, so, you know, just I'm not going to conform. I like what I like. And God made me who I am. And that's it. You know, I don't know how to be, like you said, anybody else but me. And it it literally, once you have that sense of self-awareness, and you don't have to be boastful, you don't have to be cocky or anything like that. But when you have that sense of self-awareness, there's certain things you'll tolerate. There's certain things you won't tolerate. There's certain relationships you'll, you know, cultivate with people. And there's certain people you'll just hide and buy and keep it moving. And, you know, it also puts you in a place where literally people either like you or they don't. Right. And guess what? I'm okay with it. Because for me, if we're going to be friends, we have to both understand that if you're wrong, I'm going to say, hey, Tijuana, I don't agree. Yes. I don't agree with you and I think you're wrong. That's good. Or, hey, Tijuana, I think this is a bad idea. I think you're spending your money poorly. I think, you know, yes. I'm going to tell you those things. And you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like it. But I can't call myself your friend and not offer you what I think is good advice. Um but also you have to be careful of friends that give poor advice. Um, and some people just don't like advice. Sometimes. You know, I've come across people that are like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're right, but I, I don't even want to hear it right now. Or, and I can't be, you know, I, I can't build a relationship with you if you're like that either. Because I always pray, God, let me be someone that is open to learning something new, whether I'm nine or 99 you can always learn something and it doesn't matter who you're learning from so true because I don't know everything and if someone thinks they know everything they're the biggest fool you'll know so true so you know but you also have to know those who you uh, converse with those relationships that you have because you know there are so many people in my life that I talk to that I um, minister to that I am, you know, co-workers with, you know, there's so many different relationships and I'm going to be cautious about how I respond or how I answer certain things. And I don't believe that that's being fake. I don't believe that that's not being truthful, but I do believe that you have to be cautious in certain relationships. Mm -hmm. And so now if you're my best friend or if you're my sister or someone who is dear to me and we have that kind of relationship where I can be, you know, um, you know, I don't want to say honest because I'm going to be honest in all my relationships, but you know, where open, I can open and say certain things and be transparent, you know, then I'm going to take that. But then you know that there are some people you may have, they may be associates, you know, or they may be just someone who asks you for advice or so have you, depending on what it is, you're going to, you know, address things from a different approach. Yes. You know, because sometimes, you know, with certain people, they think you're being critical, they think you're looking down mm-hmm. on them, that type of thing. So I'm usually pretty um discerning in how to address yeah. questions or you know that type of thing or whatever um but I'm going to be honest with you in either case but it's just the way the delivery yeah the delivery for sure but you know Tijuana's usually the nicest sister oh my god <laughs> she, she's usually a nicest sister I'm like listen I fight still I know. I'm still, I'm still I've had a fight in a few years but <laughs> I'm glad about it. 
<laughs> but no. Um, Tijuana is usually the nicest sister, and I'm gonna say what my mom says. If you don't want my advice, don't ask. No, <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's because that's the thing too. I think that's the most annoying thing. Don't ask for constructive criticism and don't ask for advice. And then I give you my honest opinion, then you get offended. Like, why did you ask? That is true. Does this look yeah, good? No, girl. You need to wear something else. <laughs> I, I mean. I find that, you know, you don't always have to sound that harsh. I mean, you know, let's not say that looks amazing on you because now you're totally lying. But what I would say is, you know, well, why don't you try the red one? You know, or, you know, maybe the one that, you know, mm. in a bigger size or something. You know, you don't always have to say it in a way that it's like, oh, my God. Oh, so it's like, yeah, I got a new wig, girl. Your wig is sitting too high. It looks like a convertible drop top. I don't know what's that. going on. Pull the wig down. Get you some wig grip, girl. Wig grip will have your wig looking like it's coming out your scalp, okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm never saying that. I'm never saying it, but if you ask, I'm going to be like, that part looks like. Moses ported the red That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything to anybody like that. I'm gonna be honest and truthful with you. I, I you know what I find? I like to offer an alternative, and I find that that's a way where I'm able to not be like Angelisa. Um, you know, if you offer an alternative, then people get it. You know, what I'm saying like if you're you know trying on something and say maybe the outfit is too tight for the person, it's like you know uh, how does this look? You know. I may, I may not necessarily say that it looks, you know, a certain way like Angelisa would say, but I might say, oh, did you see the other ones over there? Those look like those could be, you know, Good. a better fit or, you know, or so have you. You know, I can, I, I guess it's redirecting, you know. You know, I think you, maybe in five years or so, I'll be like that. And I'm going to tell you why. I think you became like that because you now have an 11 and a, you know, 14-year-old. Possibly. Um, because with kids, you know, they're um, when it's a teenager, it's like, hey, mom, how does this look? How does that look? And, you know, you have a little girl. So it's like, hey, how does this dress look? You're not going to be like, girl, you look a mess to your daughter. True. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, try the pink ones. Try this. Try that. So, you know, like I said, as baby girl grows up, then maybe I'll learn some alternative ways to communicate with we gonna keep hope alive. <laughs> but um you know yeah you don't want the truth don't ask so anyway <laughs> back to self-care um i have a quote from Anne lamont and it says almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes including you wow right that's good so now what do we unplug we need to unplug ourselves from social media from tv from our phones from our computers from everything and everyone you know just a few minutes so you know self-care doesn't have to be an hour self-care doesn't have to be literally 10 minutes uh-huh. 10 minutes what you you spend more than 10 minutes on the toilet on social media so you take, you know, you got people on their phone, on social media, on the toilet, and your legs falling asleep. Trust me, if your legs have fell asleep, you've been on the toilet for more than 10 minutes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So a yes. few minutes can make a huge, huge difference. Um, and then one more from Heidi Powell. And it says, if you're not taking care of yourself, then no one else around you can be properly taken care of. I agree. Right? Uh, Eleanor Brown 
put a quote out that says, rest and self-care are so important. When you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. You uh, cannot serve from an empty vessel. I know that's right. So you have to be able to pour out. And in order to pour out, you have to have something in there. Right? Absolutely. So taking care of yourself is just as important as taking care of your family. Right? I would say even more so. Because if you're not taking care of, you can't take care of anybody else. Yeah. But I think we, we kind of, you know, we're getting better though. Absolutely. So we're getting better day by day. Mm-hmm. And this is so helpful. And I, I feel like here's an important thing we can do. This is just an Angie tip. We have our morning alarms. We have all these things on our social, you know, our phones. We have so many things accessible to our phones. Tell Alexa to set the alarm 10 minutes early or 10 minutes later or in the middle of the day, set an alarm and just take those 10 minutes. No matter what time it is, if you know you get out of work at 5, by the time you get home it's 5.45, guess what? From 5.45 to 6 o'clock, sit in the car. That's amazing. Take that 15 minutes and just have it to yourself. And then you get out of the car at 6 o'clock. And you will see the difference. Everything else will follow. Like, it's it just just a few minutes. It's all you need. Just to de-stress. To kind of let go of the whole day. Yes. And, and you can shift. Um, you never want to bring that work mentality home. So if you take those few minutes and you sit outside or, you know, people working from home right now, you're finished on your computer, close the computer, sit in your office, your workspace or what have you, and take those few minutes, you know? That's that's huge. I've done that multiple times now that I think about it. I've come in and just kind of sat in the car and to just digress from the day, you know, Sometimes it's just nothing, you know, the car's off, there's no music going, there's nothing, it's just lay back and just kind of breathe. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're breathing, you know, um, or sometimes I'll put on some, uh, you know, light FM or something that is not really a lot of talking mm-hmm. or wording. So you kind of get that, you know, yes. that, that, you know, quietness or yeah. just the subtleness of, of, you know, from coming from the day, just to mm-hmm. regroup and get ready to go into the home and that type of thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. I've done that multiple times, and it really does help. Yes, smooth jazz or something like that. And then here's a here's another tip because I remember, like, going into work, especially working in like Park Slope. You, it, it takes you 20 minutes to get to work, but you spend an hour looking for parking, right? Yes. So, so it's like you find a park, you sit in the car, and before you even go into work, you have people now, you know, with COVID, some are home, but those that do have to work in the office and around people, if it's an overwhelming work environment, if it's a hostile work environment, you know, or what have you, before you go in, take that 10 to 15 minutes, pray, prepare yourself, breathe. Focus on something, meditate on a word, <clears throat> and you'll see your your day will probably shift, you know, from what you would expect it to be in the not so good, you know, work environment. Um, so, you know, just that alone makes a big difference. Um, so that is self care, guys. Uh, and I don't know. Let us know some of the stuff that you do that's self care. Maybe we can apply it to our lives as well, right? Um, there's always you know self care can always be revamped Um, you can do self inventory and see what you need at the time because what we need right now as far as self care it's probably going to change after COVID 
it's probably going to change once things open up, you know? Um, And that's okay. So you have to continually take that inventory, what you need right now. You know, the holidays are coming. You may need something different. You may need something different in the new year and so forth. So, you know, self-care is extremely important. It really is. Um, I enjoyed this segment of self-care. So did I. I think a challenge, too, before we close out is, you know, keeping a a record of it, being self-aware. And that, you know, I have a friend who always says, you know, so what are you doing for self-care? You know, and I'm always like quiet, you know, at that point. I think just if we could um, set a set a goal for ourselves to evaluate, you know, at least once, you know, at least every week, you know, depending on your life and the things that you have to do um, within your week. But I know for me, I'm thinking the goal I'll set for myself would be to weekly look in the week and see what have I done that you know, will fulfill self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, if at least at least within a week. It may be only once for me, you know, or twice in a week, but at least that I am making a um, conscientious effort yes. to see what I've done. Because I think that's how you get better. Like, I, I, I have to do things in measuring. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to see it. I have to, you know, be able to have, like, a schedule, that type of thing. Because if I don't see it for me, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So just kind of, even if it's, like, something on your phone. Yeah. What was your self-care? Oh, you know what? I didn't do it this week, so let me get some self-care in. Being conscious of it. You mm-hmm. know, like people do with their exercise. That's self-care. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I only went to the gym once this week. Maybe I should, you know, go again this week. Or, you know, I ate. You know, I only ate three vegetables this mm-hmm. week. Let me, you know, whatever, whatever your thing may be. But I think, um, not I think, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a conscious effort that every week I kind of overlook to see whether that be in the beginning of the week, the middle, wherever. But before the week is out, I should have already had some self-care taking place. That's good. But see, this is where, like I said, back to scheduling, because you are big with writing and scheduling and having, you know, lists. If, if that's your thing and you have to physically see it, make a list. Add an alarm. Set an alarm for, for your self-care. Yes. You know, weekly is a great idea because we don't know, you know, a month in advance may be a bit much. But if you can do your weekly, you know, schedule, hey, I know Friday morning, Friday evening, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. Well, after I do that, I'm going to take 30 minutes. Right. Or, you know... <laughs> Every other week, you're going to do your nails and your toes and all of those things. After I do all of that, I'm going to sit in the car for 20 more minutes and just have, a, you know, some a self-care moment. Yes. Um, so penciling it in, you know, it you ha- if you have to schedule it, schedule it. But it is important. We schedule our appointments. It's so true. You're not going to miss your GYN. You're not going to miss your dentist when no. you have a toothache or your annual checkup. So make sure you're adding in that self-care. And if you have something like hypertension or anxiety or something like that, and you schedule these things in once or twice a week, I dare you to monitor like your anxiety or your blood pressure or in those levels before and after you have your, you know, your little self-care session. And I promise it's going to make a difference Um, because, you know, we get overwhelmed. So I think it's awesome. And I'm going to end with a question for all parents, male, female. Um, Do you think children can be spoiled? That's going to be something that's going to be mentioned in our next segment. So 
Tijuana. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to ask you because, you know, we have a toddler and she thinks she's the wife. <laughs> um, my husband comes in, it's Dada. Uh, she has to sleep with her dad. He has to put her to sleep. She has to lay on him. Like, do you think children can be spoiled? Um, and before you start, because I know you're going to probably throw in the spare the rod, spoil the child. But oh. I, I think that's more towards discipline. Um, so, yes. so I'm speaking in the aspects of like your day to day. Do you think we can spoil children uh, in the sense of, you know, like my baby's very affectionate and loving, but she likes to be held and she wants to lay on you and she wants to hug you and you know, she, she'll manipulate you until staying where she wants you to stay so she can take her nap. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do you think children can be spoiled? I certainly do think that children can be spoiled. Now, do we want to use the word spoiled? That's the common term that most people use. I would say absolutely, absolutely. And as soon as children come home, as soon as they're out of the womb, I believe that that process can start taking place of them being spoiled. But what I will say is this. There is a difference between spoiling a child and spoiling them rotten. Oh, which one so, do you think I got? Um, <laughs> right now, um, I think she may be spoiled, but not spoiled rotten. And I think the spoiled rotten part comes in when you begin to deal with discipline. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that, you know, you should spoil your children in love. You should spoil them with compassion. You should spoil them with understanding. You know, spoiling them, you know, it's like an oxymoron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're spoiling them in a good way. You know what I'm saying? But this rotten part is that, you know, they're so spoiled to the place where, and we've seen children, you know, go in that direction, mm-hmm. where they're spoiled to the place where you cannot um, discipline, discipline them. them or you cannot carry out the day-to-day things that needs to be done, even their daily living skills and things like that. Like, you know, they're so spoiled to the place where it's like, you know, we can't even get your teeth brushed or we can't, you know, it becomes, you know, it it has to be balanced. You know what I'm saying? So spoil you with love, spoil you with, you know, nurturing them, spoil Mm -hmm. you in that area, whatever. And then sometimes we do go off a little, you know what I'm saying? Especially with your first children. And some people have five and it's the same spoiling system that has been going on throughout all of the children. But what I will say is the balance of it. You know what I'm saying? And I just do believe that children, you know, I, I don't know if the term spoil is the best word, but they can be spoiled. And I think that it, with everything, it has to be boundaries. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I do believe that, you know, you have to, you still have to discipline them, but being spoiled doesn't make, necessarily mean that you are misbehaved. Yes. So I think we, you know, sometimes get it confused. That's true. So you can be spoiled because I've seen spoiled children and they are very well behaved. That's true. You know, and so it's just a balance and a boundary and then knowing your children. Yeah, because I got a little spoiled one. But what I love is when you tell her, hey, Elisa, come here. Elisa, stop. She listens. She listens. So I'm grateful for that and we're going to keep praying. And I... (laughs) don't think I contribute to the spoiling as much as I did, but, you know. I disagree, but... What? So, like I said, that's gonna be in the next segment. Do you think a child can be spoiled? Um, and in what ways? So, you feel free to hit us up on Momming with Melanin on Facebook, Momming W Melanin on Instagram, and... Let us know your opinions. Thank you guys for tuning in to Momming with Melanin. This is Angie, and I had my wonderful sister on again, Tijuana. 
Thank you so much for having me again. I enjoyed. Take care.